Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. and floorboards the shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, it's just about spring, so call us now with your spring home improvement projects. Your do-it-yourself dilemma. When's spring like? Next week? And practically. Yeah. I think it might actually really be next week. So call us right now if you're planning to spring into some home improvement projects of your own. We'll help you out at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. And we'll save you some money because coming up on the program today, we're going to talk about what your washing machine might be costing you. If it's an older model, it could be less efficient than a brand new one. And if you can't afford to replace it, don't worry. Keep your washer. Take our tips that will save you money starting with your next wash load coming up in just a bit. And also ahead, are you dreading going barefoot on your deck this summer? I know I am. We have a vacation home, the whole family, and the deck needs a major overhaul, but I'm just not feeling it. Well, we're going to tell you what you need to do to make your deck ready for those little barefoot piggies in no time. And the time has never been better for you to go green with your garden. We're going to tell you which plants need less maintenance and will still thrive in your yard. Plus, we're giving away a great gift basket that's going to help make quick work of all of your spring cleaning. You don't have to officially wait until spring to start cleaning. You can do it as soon as those cleaning wipes arrive. We're giving away a basket of assorted cleaning wipes from Wineman, and they're going to do everything from stainless steel to leather. It's worth 65 bucks if you want to win it. Pick up the phone right now and ask us your home improvement question. 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's first? Bernadette in Delaware has a painting question. What can we do for you? Uh, we are about to paint our cabinets. They're okay. a, wood, a wood and a fake material of some sort. And I would <laughs> like to know how do I go about preparing and priming and painting um, to get a reasonable result. And the fake material is a laminate. Is that on the doors? Yes, it's on the panel of the door. The outside of the door is real wood, I believe, oak, uh, but the center panel does not appear to be real wood. Do you think it may be a veneer? Yes. Okay. I do. Same advice. 
Yeah, you really want to make sure first that you start off with a very clean surface. So do okay. everything you can to get rid of all the grease. Do everything to make them as clean as possible. This way you make sure okay. everything really adheres. Then you want to Something take like off... TSP is an excellent preparatory product. It's wonderful for cleaning wall surfaces. Even sometimes in a kitchen situation when you're dealing with a lot of grease, TSP will do the trick, but sometimes you might need like an orange cleanser, something to get rid of the grease. But try the TSP first because that generally does the trick. Then what you want to do is take off all the cabinet doors, and I would leave the hinges either on the back of the door or inside the cabinet itself. Leave them attached on one place, and make sure you label everything because you want to know exactly where everything goes back. Do the same with the drawer fronts as well. Then you want to prime everything. Make sure you prime it well and let the primer really dry. Then you want to put a top coat paint on there that is, I would go for a glossy paint so it's easier to clean. And you want to make mm-hmm. sure that it's you know good for kitchens, but you want a good, high-quality, high-gloss paint. Very well. For the primer, could I use something like Kills with um, just any normal wood primer? Mm-hmm. You can use Kills, you can use Bin, you can use Zinzer. Those are all excellent primers. All excellent primers. Okay. Then I would want a, a high-quality gloss um, paint. Mm-hmm. And I and think gloss I will be the best. To, okay, very well. And also, do I need to seal that with anything, or is actually the gloss paint a sealer all in itself? The paint itself will be your last coat, and that will do a real good job. Because it's glossy, it'll be easy for you to uh, clean it. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. Bernadette, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You know what? If she does it on a not humid day, she'll have a better shot at everything sticking. Absolutely. Ty in California is having some termite issues. What's going on? Hello. Hi. Yes. Uh, I heard um, uh, people mention about the uh, new technique about the orange oil to uh, kill the termites. Uh, you want to kill termites the- with orange oil? Yes. I would like to know uh, how effective is uh, this technique, you know? Yeah, well, I think you'd have to have a party and invite the termites because they actually have to contact it for that to happen. Yeah. Um, if you want to eliminate termites from your house, the best thing yeah. to do is to use a product called Termidor, T-E-R-M-I-D-O-R. It has to be professionally applied. Basically, it goes in the soil around the house. It's undetectable. The termites, they pass through it. They get it on their bodies. They take it back to the rest of the nest, and it's sort of like biological warfare for termites. It wipes out the entire nest, and you don't have to worry about them coming back. All the natural remedies are not going to be effective, and your house is too important an investment Mm -hmm. to waste on something like that. So if you have a termite problem, get the right professionals in there to put down the right product and don't have to worry about it again. Well, and I think all the talk about orange oil is that it's a contact killer. So it has to come into contact with every single termite in every single infested area, and there's no way that you can cover that much ground. I mean, it's shown to work, but it's not very effective because you really have to go crazy with it. I see, I see. Yes, uh, so uh, that answers my question. Uh, thank you so much. You're welcome, Ty. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Give us a call right now with your home repair, your home improvement question. Can't get to the phone? Wait, we got 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Folks are standing by at 1 888 Money Pit. 888-666-3974. Up next, tips for running your washing machine more efficiently so your energy bills don't take you to the cleaners.
The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatrue.com. Well, if the sign says, call before you dig and you've already dug, call us quick. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And that number two call in the event of a digging emergency or any other home improvement debacle is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. One caller we talked to this hour who asked their question on the air is going to have the chance to win a basket full of cleaning wipes from our friends over at Weinman and included our e-tronic wipes, which are perfect for cleaning your computer monitors and your flat screen TVs because you do need to use special things, as my husband tells me. You can't just put any sort of cleanser on those fancy flat screens. There's a ton of other wipes in there for all types of things, including natural stone surfaces. It's worth 65 bucks. It could be yours for free, so pick up the phone. So call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Well, getting the best energy value from any washing machine really depends on several energy-saving wash day practices. Here's what you need to know. If possible, you always want to wash one big load rather than two smaller ones. Load the washer to capacity, and if you must wash smaller loads, use lower water levels. You don't have to fill the machine up if you're not filling it up with clothes. Also, use cold water rinses and use a lower temperature setting and pre-treat or pre-soak stains and anything that's really, really soiled. Also, use the recommended amount and type of detergent and set thermostat on your water heater to no higher than 120 degrees. You know, these new laundry detergents today work really, really well, amazingly well. Even in the coldest of water. At cold water, exactly. So you can really save some money while you do the wash. Leslie, who's next? Going over to Maryland to talk to Victor about a pellet stove. What can we do for you? Yeah, I call. I have a question about a pellet stove. I have an existing heat pump, and in the wintertime, the heat pump doesn't seem like it does a very good job of heating up the house. I was wondering if I bought a pellet stove and had it put in my basement, if I could run the duct work into my existing duct work for my heat pump unit. Um, not a pellet stove, but a wood furnace. There are actually appliances that are designed to run. I don't know that a pellet furnace is available, but wood furnaces are available, and they could be hooked up side by side with heat pumps. Now, the reason that the heat pump doesn't seem to do a good job, and it's very common to have them in in Maryland and south of this, um, is because they don't heat air to the same temperature that a fossil-fueled furnace would heat it. A heat pump only heats air to somewhere around 100 to 110 degrees, but a regular, say, gas furnace is going to heat it up to like around 120 to 140 degrees. And what happens is, is that um, fairly uh, low temperature air comes out of the registers. If you put your hand in front of it or your arm in front of it or you sit in a chair nearby, it actually feels cold because right. it forces what we call the evaporative cooling effect. As moisture evaporates off your skin, it feels cold. Now, the other thing about a heat pump is it's only designed to maintain the temperature of difference of about two degrees between mm-hmm. what it actually is and what it's set at. So if you set your thermostat at 65 degrees and it falls to 64 or 63, the heat pump's going to run. If it falls to 62, it's going to stop running and the electric furnace backup, which is built into the heat pump, will come on. That's straight resistance heat. And you probably know by now that's pretty darn expensive. Yes. 
So, you know, I think that either putting in a regular pellet stove into the main floor there of your house... There actually are hot air pellet furnaces, and a company that makes them is Harman Stove Company, and their website is harmanstoves.com, and you can look up a bunch of different models that they make there. They're, you know, on the pricey end, like 2500 sometimes more, depending on the model, but they're highly efficient. Okay. Harmanstoves.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. I'll look into that. Uh, and you said it, it's a wood-burning furnace. Well, it's either a wood-burning furnace or it's a pellet-burning furnace. But these mm-hmm. are furnaces because that's the appliance that heats air. It's designed right. to fit into the duct system. I don't want you to retrofit uh, a standard pellet stove to try to heat a duct system because that's not going to work right. Okay. And it could be dangerous. Okay. All right, Victor? That was, that, that was the question I had. I appreciate all your information. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Margie in Connecticut is looking for a relaxing bath. How can we help you do that? Hi, how are you? Good, um, and you? Great, thank you. I have um, a tub in my bathroom, and I want to convert that into a, um, a hot tub as well. But um, I don't have the room to put a separate hot tub and then have a shower. So I want the tub to be part used as a shower and a hot tub. Can that be done? Well, when you say hot tub, you mean a jetted tub, correct? Yeah, yes. Because a hot tub is like a warm pool. No, that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, and, and that would be a really nice Which bathroom. would be really nice. Yeah, it would be pretty super, super nice. Well, they have jetted tubs in all sizes, shapes, and colors. They have jetted tubs that are the size of laundry tubs, and they have jetted tubs that are enormous. That are the size of small pools. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, you may be, you certainly can find a jetted tub to fit in the space that once held the old standard bathtub. Should not be a problem. Well, my concern is that when I went to Home Depot, I was, I was told by one of the people there that um, I wouldn't be able to do that because of the soap and that the soap may ruin the, uh, the jet. No, no, not true. And I would recommend you go to a, a good bath and kitchen supply house, good plumbing supply house, because you're not going to be able to find something sort of over-the-counter in a large retail establishment. You're going to need to have one specially ordered that fits the space. And I'd also arrange for the salesperson from the uh, bath and kitchen supply house to come to your home and measure what you have so that they can compare it to the specifications mm-hmm. and make sure it's going to fit. Now, remember, you're also going to need some electrical work for that and, of course, some new plumbing work to make sure well, it all fits in. You know, I think, Margie, you might want to think about there's something that's called a Sanajet, and that's just one brand. There are other manufacturers that make them, and these are air jets rather than water recirculating. And the benefit of going air over the water recirculating is that when you actually bathe, you know, obviously skin and other things come off of you, and sometimes those go back into the water pipes, and then once the water drains, the water and some of this bacteria sit in there. So then you go take another bath, and you turn it on, and now you're recirculating all that yuck. And with the air jets, it doesn't do that. So it's a lot more sanitary for you, and I think the prices are comparable, and you do get a really nice relaxing bath as well. Now, as far as models out there and makers, is there one that wouldn't break my bank? Well, there's all sorts of uh, manufacturers that make these, and uh, we're not going to recommend a specific one. I think the first issue is size, and you could talk about features and benefits after that. You know, the more bells and whistles you get, the more expensive expensive it's going to become. You know, if it's one that's air-powered versus water-powered, there's some that have uh, chroma, what's it called, chroma therapy? Yeah, with the lights. The light therapy. And, you know, there's all different types of uh, features and benefits to these. You just got to find one that actually fits what you're looking for. 
a lot for your help. I appreciate it. You're welcome, Margie. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. David in Iowa is dealing with a chilly situation. What's going on over there? Well, I've got uh, laminate floor uh, at the base of my front entry door. Uh, it gets extremely cold, uh, and, it, and we did have a, a bad cold spell, but it's cold uh, all the way through the winter months, and uh, cold to the point that in some instances when we run our uh, humidifier, I actually get uh, frost uh, down at the base of the uh, door and at the laminate floor area. Hmm. What kind of floor is uh, under this? Is this a basement? Is there an area that you can insulate between the floor joists? There is a floor. There is a basement under it, yes. It has an insulation put all around uh, at the uh, plate up around, you know, above the uh, foundation. Um, it's been all insulated there. It seems well, like it's do, coming do you have insulation? More. Do you have insulation in between the floor joists? Across yes. the whole foyer area? Yes, there is. Okay. Uh, is the door tight? Are you getting any air infiltration at the sweep, at the sill no, at the bottom of the door? Not. You are not. Okay. No. It seems to be I, the, the, the worst areas are on each side of the front door where the, where the lights are. Right, because that's the least insulated area. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, there's only a couple of things you can do here, and you've done most of them. If the door is uh, that poorly insulated that it's letting that kind of cold temperature in, the only thing you, need do, you can do is add more heat to overcome it. Now, I don't know that's the smartest thing for you to do because it's kind of like throwing good money after bad. But if you wanted to add more heat, one of the things that we could recommend would be an electric radiant system that goes under the laminate floor and that we'll will keep, keep that, that nice and, and warm nice and toasty and warm and you can run it on a thermostat so it only comes on when it's super cold out but the problem here is that you're getting too much cold air into the front of the house you don't have enough heat to overwhelm it to, to warm it back up and that's why you have this really cold floor the other thing that you might want to try is just putting down a throw rug there so you don't have to expose your feet to it. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're really feeling cold air come through those side lights on either side of the door, what if you added just a heavy drape for the winter months? Well, it's, it's, it's where the side light, not to where the window area is, but below the actual window area, at, right at the base of the floor, it's almost like... Uh, there's a cold breeze coming underneath there, and I'm wondering if maybe they missed putting insulation or sealing that area where those lights went in next to the front door. Well, can you see underneath that area? No, because... Why don't you do the, this? Pull the insulation out and look at the box beam and the floor joist and that whole area there. You may notice some gaps where air is coming in. If you see gaps... Squirt some insulating foam sealant, expandable foam sealant in that area. That's a really good area for an expandable foam sealant. Seal all of those gaps up, put the insulation back. If that doesn't work, you need a new door. Your door is just not doing the job, and that's the only thing that's going to really, really make you comfortable here. David, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. And it is just about time to get decked out for summer. 
Now, how does your deck look right now? Is it looking uh, like it's uh, seen maybe a few too many summers? Well, coming up, <laughs> we're going to teach you how you can clean it and seal it and how to nail down the finishing touches so your deck will look great. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. All right, Money Pit fans. Well, spring is springing, and uh, summer is around the corner is exactly what that means. And we know that you're going to love to have all of your friends over, big barbecues, summer parties. But as soon as the summer rolls around, you are not going to want to do that maintenance to the deck. So if you find that you're looking at your deck now and it looks kind of blistery and yucky and boards are popping up, you know, look around, take a look at what's going on. If you see that the deck has nails that are slowly working loose, you can pound them back in. But that's only a temporary fix. A better solution is to pull up those loose nails and replace them with deck screws. This is really going to suck that board down to those joists and really hold it in place and it's not going to back out because it's screwed in place and those deck screws are easily installed with an inexpensive attachment to your power drill and most of the times the little blue bit comes right in that box of deck screws and this is going to ensure you smooth sailing for your entire summer of those wild raucous parties that we know are about to happen if you're one of the 12 people in america that have never driven in a screw with a power drill you don't know what you're missing (laughs) (laughs) it'll change the way you do it forever And it really is an easy way to make sure that the deck is repaired once right and never have to worry about it again. Well, if you like that tip, there are hundreds more on our website at moneypit.com. It is free. It's guaranteed to save you money and time or perhaps even both. You can even have our tips pop up on your website daily for free. Visit moneypit.com and click on tip of the day for more information. And while you're there, sign up for the free Money Pit e-newsletter. We'll shoot you some great home improvement tips just in time for your weekend projects every Friday morning. Leslie, who's next? All right, now I've heard of the South making good barbecue, but Pennsylvania is not that far south, and John's looking to work on a barbecue pit. What can we help you with? Uh, yes, I have a uh, barbecue pit. It's about 16 foot long and probably about three foot high. And I have developed it sort of cracked. It's about a, like an inch and a half crack all the way down through it. I didn't want to tear it apart. And I was trying to figure out how I could fill that crack. It's like a, a snake. And I just wondered what's the best way to concrete it or what we is have it, to do to it. Is it all concrete? Uh, it's decorative bricks on the outside. And where to, I guess the decorative bricks is, have come apart all the way through. It's separated. So the decorative bricks are not full thickness bricks, John? Yeah, it's it's got uh, a full brick, and then it has a fancy decorative brick on the front. The inside is made of uh, fire bricks? Yeah, it's a regular uh, brick that concrete block. All right, where's the crack? Uh, it's coming down. It's like a snake on both sides of the pit. I guess the pit pit. On the outside of it? Yeah, on the outside and all on right, the uh, cracked all the way through. All right, what I would use is an epoxy patching compound. I would not try to use mortar because what's going to happen is it's going to freeze and crack and fall out again. I would use a good quality epoxy patching compound. There is a product called Abacast that is available online, and I'm sure there are others. But the epoxies adhere very, very well to the concrete surfaces, and they're not going to fall out. And that's how you fix that. Okay. And that was uh, a piece of paper here. 
What was the, the name of that one? The product is called Abacast, and it's available online. I think their website is abatron.com. Mm-hmm. John, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Going to the Lone Star State, talking to Jerry. What can we do for you? I got one little problem here. I just built a house about four years ago, and we put a solid, really very thick mahogany door on the front of our home. It's really nice and everything. but um, I have one, too. They're gorgeous. And except when you have to take them off because they weigh like a million pounds. I know. It's so heavy. But uh, my problem is it faces west. And when we built the home, it, it, was, it actually had a little kind of a tunnel that you walked in before you get to the house, like maybe five or six feet long. I didn't think it would be a big deal. But the sun is just is really damaging that door. And I, I was going to sand it back down and paint it. Not paint it, but stain it with something. They did some kind of clear stain on the inside. It's beautiful. But the outside, it's like this yellowy, almost chalky look to it. You know what I would do? I would use a marine varnish on that. Marine varnishes are really good at standing up to ultraviolet radiation, which is what's going on. Oh, okay. And I can get that at a Home Depot or wherever? Yeah, you probably can, or you can get it at a uh, marine store. Oh, a marine store. Marine Supply. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that the same thing as Valspar or something? No, Valspar is one of the manufacturers, and yes, they make a very good quality varnish. Okay, and I just sand it and prep it like I would normally and just get it yeah. clear and just go for it and put exactly. a bunch of coats on it? Yep, two to, three, two to three good quality coats. And uh, remember, don't, you know, don't do it in full sun. Try to do it in sort of cloudy weather or shady. And uh, just give it plenty of time to dry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you want it really to thoroughly dry between coats. Otherwise, it just gets sticky and will never dry. What about temperature? Is there, it, like right now, I mean, would it, if it was like 40 degrees outside, would that be too cold to paint it? That might be a bit cold. Generally, you want to be sort of in the, in the 50 to 70 degrees is right. good painting temperature. Now, do you have any idea how long that could last? Uh, several years. Okay. I just wanted it to be something I could do once and never have to worry about it. Not when you're dealing with a wood with a wood door, you're always going to have to stay on top of that, Jerry. Okay. Well, I sure appreciate it today. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. If you want a door, you never have to paint. Get a fiberglass door. Looks like wood. Never ever needs paint. Yeah, but the mahogany doors are gorgeous. They are gorgeous. This is the Money Pit. Are you looking for a low-maintenance garden? Well, going native can pay off big. Coming up, we've got a green tip for a luscious garden. Money Pit! This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Well, if every home improvement project you start begins with maxing out the credit cards and ends with the smoke alarm going off, (laughs) you are tuned to the right place because this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us right now with your home improvement question, your do-it-yourself dilemma. We're here to help you out. Let's make your home better. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. If you call right now, we're also giving away a $65 gift basket of cleaning wipes from Wyman to one caller that reaches us at one eight 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 Money Pit. They're the perfect solution for all sorts of cleaning projects around your house. But you got to call to win. The number is one eight 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 Money Pit and ask your home improvement question. 
Hey, give us a call because spring is springing and maybe you've got some questions about how to keep your yard looking fantastic and your garden looking lush and green all summer long. And we've got a great tip for folks who love the look of a lush yard, but really don't necessarily have the time or the resources for one. Well, here's the tip. Native plants, grasses, trees, flowers, and shrubs, those that are naturally found in your region where you live, they are going to grow much better than their imported cousins or aunts and uncles who are going to cost far more and not really thrive where you live so don't go planting a bird of paradise if you live in minnesota because it's not going to do that great it probably won't do well at all unless you keep bringing it in bringing it out and there's a lot of maintenance so we want to keep it easy because native plants and grasses they need far less water fertilizer herbicides pesticides they really just need far less work so if you go native in your landscape it's better for both your wallet and the environment too Excellent advice. Call us if you need a landscaping tip or a home improvement tip or a home repair tip. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Leslie, who's next? Debbie in Indiana needs some help with a leaky ceiling. Tell us what's going on and how much water is coming in. It's not a lot of water. It's like uh, drips of water, but it's from my ceiling, which I have a small... Uh, maybe six-inch crack in it uh, in the plaster area, and I'm wondering if, like, the heat from the the house when it goes up to the attic is causing moisture in the attic, and then it thaws out and comes right back down. If that's what it is, because we just had a new ceiling, or not a new ceiling, a new roof put on it like three years ago, and around the the stink pipe or whatever, there's a new boot on it with uh, my grandson put tar around it and everything. So I know mm. it's not the roof. Well, does but it leak consistent with rainfall, Debbie? No, not too much. It's like in the wintertime, no. No, you know, uh, when it gets cold and then it'll, like, uh, it'll warm up and then all of a sudden it comes down again. So uh, I was wondering, they went up there last year and the um, insulation was wet. Hmm. So well, they, obviously, it sounds to me like there's a leak there somewhere. In and the I don't, ceiling? If you told me that this was leaking in the summertime and you had ducks up there, I might recommend that you take a look at the condensation that could be forming on those ducks. Is it possible not, that a bathroom vent fan would be vented into the attic and that could produce enough moisture? Mm, not likely. I don't think so. I think you get a roof leak. I th- and the thing is about roof leaks is that you have to remember that they can leak and then run over 10, 15 feet before they show up. But okay, I think you got to so- get up there and take a real careful look with a real strong flashlight the next time uh, you get these conditions. Okay. So because I don't me- think this is happening by condensation. I think it's pure and simple, a roof leak. Okay. That's what I was wondering because I didn't want to put a lot of money into it and then or have somebody tell me no it's not that no i think that's what's going on and debbie listen when you get it fixed then you can use some uh, fiberglass tape across that crack and a couple of layers of spackle then prime it and paint the whole ceiling and you'll be good to go debbie thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit bob in tennessee has some questions about energy efficiency what can we help you with uh yes uh, my wife and i are going to uh, scale down the kids have left the nest now and, All right. Um, yeah, <laughs> Freedom. <great. Woo. laughs> Got grandkids coming though, but um, yeah, I, I've been trying to figure out where I can find information um, to build an energy efficient home for our area. Because you know, in the future, uh, I feel like energy is going to be our biggest cost 
in a home. And uh, we just want to, you know, be comfortable as we grow older and, and uh, have a good warm home. Well, Bob, it's a big question, and the best way to narrow it down is probably to start with a really good website, and that is the Energy Star mm-hmm. website, energystar.gov. And you can find out what it takes to build an Energy Star rated home there. There are programs that will help you or the builders in your area do just that. And it in breaks terms- it down region by region, so you really understand what is a beneficial build in your area over another area. So you're not doing something that's not going to help you where you live in Tennessee. I'll also right. recommend a specific type of building technology called insulated concrete forms, or ICFs. Basically, instead of using a wood frame wall, what these walls are, they're stacked up uh, hollow foam blocks. They kind of look like big Lego blocks. Mm-hmm. And the walls are mm-hmm. stacked up, and then the inside of it is there's poured concrete, poured concrete and rebar put inside of it. And when the home is done, it uses two-thirds the amount of energy of a standard home. And it's also very quiet and completely storm-resistant. I really like that technology, and it doesn't have to look like a concrete house. It can look wood-sided or whatever way you want it to look. Well, I appreciate it. I'll check it out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, we're going to jump into our email bag and answer a question that perhaps you have. Have you ever purchased a flat screen TV and wondered how you can get that big old heavy appliance to hang on your wall properly? We'll tell you how to do just that after this. You live in a Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Your two friends just trying to keep you from another trip to the emergency room <laughs> when you tackle your home improvement project. So call us right now first at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Now, if you're in the middle of a home improvement project, one of the reasons that that could be unsafe is because you're trying to call us too. Don't do that. Wait till later on in the day and shoot us an email by jumping onto our website at moneypit.com and clicking on Ask Tom and Leslie, just like our safe friend Kevin from Tucson, Arizona. All right, Kevin writes, what is a reasonable limit for stud spacing in a residential interior wall? I'd like to hang my LCD panel, I'm assuming he means a fancy television, on the wall of my 1972 home, but the only studs I can find in the wall of interest are spaced 50 inches apart. No way. That seems absurdly far to me, and to me too, Kevin. I understand the typical distance is 16 to 24, but I can't find anything between the 50 inches. I've used a variety of methods, tapping, stud finder, magnets. Is 50 inches between the studs at all reasonable? And if not, how come I keep missing this missing stud i don't know it is a mystery to us and i think that it is time for some exploratory surgery kevin and let me tell you how to do this um, while creating an area that will not need further repair now we know that eventually the big screen tv is going to end up on that wall and probably for a very long time so what i would do is i would figure out exactly on that wall where the flat screen television is going to go I would measure in maybe about four inches from that outside perimeter of the screen all the way around. And within the space that's left, I would actually slice out a piece of the drywall. And this way, you can look inside the wall, see where the studs are. You may need to do some repair work 
whatever, but keep it behind where the TV is going to hang. And you know what? You can hide all the wires through there. I mean, make another hole in the bottom and suddenly you've got a place to run all the cable wires, the power cords. This way you don't have to sort of disguise it or dress it up after it's already hanging. Yeah. And you know what? If you ever have to replace the TV, you can fix the wall then if you have to. (laughs) If not, buy one that's the same size. All right, we've got one here from Ellen in Concord, New Hampshire, who writes, I love the look of painted cabinets, but don't want the problem of chipping or the paint wearing off. What do you think of thermofoil cabinets? Mm, If you heard all the complaints we got about thermofoil cabinets, Ellen, I would not do that. They're reasonably priced, but they yellow and change color quite quickly. I've heard even as early as a year. Yeah, so you know what? Probably a better idea to do would be to use a good quality paint. Oil-based paint on kitchen cabinets is actually a little bit more durable Mm -hmm. in terms of the abrasion resistance than latex paint. And I would just go back to a good old-fashioned enamel. Yeah, and Ellen, prep work is key. Make sure you really clean those surfaces very, very well. If you find that you just can't get grease off or they're just not giving you a fresh surface, sand them up a little bit. Then you'll want to prime them and then go ahead and use that good quality oil-based paint on top because it really will stick and it'll look nice and shiny and well done. And then, Ellen, you know what you can do if you're really looking for a brand spanking new look? Go ahead and change out the hardware and get some bling for those cabinets and look for some new knobs and pulls. You'll be so happy with the new look. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. You can reach us 24 hours a day, seven days a week by picking up the telephone and calling 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. If we're not in the studio, we will call you back the next time we are in. The show does continue online at moneypit.com. And please also visit my blog on AOL Real Estate at realestate.aol.com, where daily we will tackle a home improvement problem and solve it for you. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Stay big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in store and on Menards.com. Save 